All right, here we go. <laughs> building people, building communities. I wasn't told to follow up with this, but this is what my heart, um, I was praying, God, what, what do you want us to talk about? And what do you want me to tell these people? Um, it's just like building community, building uh, people, building communities. If you look at the uh, Luke chapter 15, all right, as I mentioned, that we, we try to keep back, try to reach out to people, uh, to the friends. In Luke chapter 15, we can see that there is the parable of the lost sheep. Well, if, if we look at it, what a man you're hearing, you, um, having 100 sheep and he lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one until... Uh, until that is lost, until he finds it. And when he found it, he lays it on his shoulder, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine persons who need no repentance so when i read this one i'm always blinded that we should go after the 99 and leave the oh sorry go after the one that was lost and leave the 99 but if you read through the whole passage of 15 it has another parable which is the parable of the lost coin and also the parable of the prodigal son right and if you look through them it doesn't highlight that there is one. There's only one thing that you need to chase after, which is the lost. It, it doesn't highlight there. Because sometimes I, ha I have this feeling that, oh, our pastor didn't chase up after those um, people that were lost. He's stuck in his church. And he just let those people go out. And then I feel like I should catch up with them. Have you feel that like, we, you have a bunch of friends, and one friend has gone wayward. And it's like, I, I don't mind losing one. I have another 20 friends in here. All right. I, have, have you had those ones? And then, of course, we try to make an effort to recover our friends or our sheep, our member. And then it's like, hands up. He's not responding. I'm done. It's, it's, all, it's all to God now. Yeah? But... This is not what the um, Bible is telling us. He says, until he finds it. Also in the parable of the lost coin, he said also into the uh, verse 8 that he says, he sweeps up, he seeks it diligently until she finds it. So it's easy to be out of context on this chapter 15 to say, hey, we should leave the 99 out on the open field. And don't worry if like pastor says, um, a shepherd says, um, I will secure my lamb, give it to the right eldership, and then I will look for that one. No, the, the passage says he went after right in that open field. All right, so what I'm trying to say here, it's easy to get out of context on that one. What is trying to emphasize is that there is something valuable that was lost. Yeah, and there was something valuable that was found in the story of the prodigal son. What was lost in there? Is it the father that was lost? The lost boy, the lost son, is the one that was lost. And when he was found, he found his way back to the father. He realizes at the bottom of this situation, right? And then 
what I'm trying to highlight in the third fact and truth, I mean, truth in this passage, that there's a communal rejoicing. He calls his friends and neighbors and then they celebrate, right? If, if you know someone who accepted Jesus, we rejoice, we celebrate. If there is a baptism, we, we praise God for that, right? And um, what is this trying to tell us? That we should seek the one that were lost. If we open our Bible, what is the great commission that Jesus is saying? In um, Matthew, who memorized the great commission here? All right. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 and 19, all authority... And Jesus said to them, and uh, said to them, "All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore until ma- and make disciples of the nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and then teaching them." And this is the proceeding. And also in Acts chapter one verse eight, when he's about to do uh, he ascend, but you will receive power with the Holy Spirit. Um, has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Well, I wasn't talking about, about the, the Luke 15 here. I was talking about the entirety, that we have a mandate. We have a call to, to seek out, to reach out those lost, our friends, the people around us. We always hear these messages all over the place, right? Can you raise your hand if you're like, yeah, I've heard about the Great Commission, yeah? Yeah. Now, who among you just invited one, who's, who's um, first-timer in here? Yeah, thank you for the hands. Um, who among you invited one person this week? Okay, okay. Um, last month, <laughs> let's not make it too awkward. No, st- uh, there's one, thank you. Um, yeah, and we're talking about building people, building communities. So who here has um, come? Who has? It would be very bad to ask. Who has haven't known Jesus yet? Um, I will not. <laughs> nobody invited someone. Um, let's proceed. <laughs> it's awkward. <laughs> so there you go. Why are we not doing it? We have walls in us. You see, there's supposed to be a slideshow that didn't kind of slides through what are the walls but yes we don't invite people because like walls here hey I put around walls what are those walls hey I will not invite you to my house because I have this bad experience that people comes to me and then they sold me out and tell something bad about me or you are abused you have this this walls is made out of bricks as you say I put it in there you're building walls of abuse. You, you put a brick, this one here, and you say, I failed and it's quite embarrassing and I don't want to talk about it and people might come to me and reach into my comfort zone inside my walls and I'll be exposed. Then you put that failure. I was hurt. I'm in pain. I don't want people around me. I can just go to church. Nobody knows. But I will not reach out because people, I might get exposed. Brick, you get bad experience. You have your own bad experiences. Those Filipino guys, I will never gonna invite them. Those other nationalities, I will never invite them. Bad experience, boom. 
another brick comes. Other people got an experience. You buy it too. You, you grab this. <laughs> oh, he experienced that he's being deceived by this nationality or by these people, this kind of people. I'll make a brick for that, right? This, it's not even your experience, but you learn from somebody's mistake, right? Because otherwise you'll be stupid that you say, like, I'm, I'm stupid. I, he did it and I'm still doing it. So you make another brick to safeguard. And um, you have low esteem uh, of no worth and low confidence. Brick by brick by brick, we're building these walls. That's why I read through Luke 15 to remind us and the Great Commission that we have the responsibility that Jesus has given us. It's the last word he said before he ascended. If we go back to that, what's the most important word that a dying person would say? Oh, wait. A person would say, I gave it away again. It's the last word before he dies. Like, okay, this would be your final word. What would it be? Right? Those are the most important thing that the man care about. But Jesus on his ascension, his important thing that he said in Acts 1.8, you will go as a witness. We will go as a witness. Right? Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. This is the most important thing that Jesus wants us to do. And the rest of it is recorded in the Bible, but this is the last word that he said to us, uh, to his disciples, before he appeared again to Paul. But what I'm saying is we can't. We just, we just can't. We can't invite people in our houses. And if our brethren or our brother or sister stumbled we just can't help because we have our emotional baggages. We have our own hurt. And we must like, are you okay? Are you okay? Okay. Good. Because I am, um, I have my walls too. So this is it. Bit by bit, we're building our walls. We have experiences. Kind of stuck in here now. Yeah, it's supposed to slide. <laughs> so, me, I, when I was asked to, like, Eddie, can you speak? I was like, a week? I was praying for a week? Because I have my walls. This is a double-edged sword, right? It's like, I was really praying for it because, who am I, right? I, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing anything else. But yeah, I was, God told me to like, I, I, I've been sharing the word of God to young people and to other communities. I'm a really very good public speaker, but I just let it all out in and let the Spirit speak. But I mean, yes, I will say to that. But it, it's good to know. When you're in front, um, it, it will be vulnerable. How many of you hear the story, I mean, the testimony of Andre, our pastor? Yeah, And Lyndon's story, how many? Yeah, we're familiar with the story of David. Familiar, we're familiar with the rest of the stories. And you haven't heard my story. Why am I into this position? Who am I? Why should I listen to this person? Well, it's a good opportunity for me to tell you my story. Well, I was from Philippines. When I was five years old, my parents broke up. I live into a broken family. My dad was a pastor from Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> Yeah, um, he responded to a call to become um, a witness to Malaysia and um, married the other member 
So when I was five years old, um, I was kind of like orphan. <laughs> There's three of us in the family. Uh, I'm the youngest. My sister, when she turned 18, she got married. Um, my brother went in and out of prison and mental hospital. But praise God, he's okay now <laughs> because of that trouble. I'm the youngest. Um, my mom, she was 25 during that time. She found another person um, to, to, help, to help her. But the bad thing is she left us too. She went into, uh, to with, with him. And um, I was left alone. Um, some uh, relatives tried to help. Um, my uh, grandparents tried to help. But you see, growing up without a father is the bad. It's bad. It's, it's really hard. I had these bad experiences in my life. I was searching for, um, searching for fatherly figure, and I can't find anywhere of that. Um, I'm searching for joy because it's. There are times where I'm more like sitting down in the white throne of grace and thinking of. Sorry, I was. You understand? And in the toilet, um, thinking of. Uh, ending it all. This, yeah, thinking of just dying, right? This doesn't make sense. It's it's just a waste. I was. Th- what else could you think when you're sitting down? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I tried drugs. I had drugs in my life. Uh, when I was a teenager, when I went to high school, I had some drugs. I have some friends. I alcohols, um, bad influence friends. And also, I brought some good people, good uh, young people with me and converted them to be, I, I became a bad influence. So I was really uh, seeking for joy and uh, the fatherly figure, and it's, it's all going downhill from there. Um, I always get drunk or I always get high. And then one day, I realized that there's no joy in this. This, this is not going anywhere. So my sister found Jesus, and I said, she's quite happy. Maybe I should try that. Uh, when I was 15, I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and found the loving Father who, who filled my heart with uh, the, loving, the, the love that I need and the community, the brethren, the, the family that embraces me. I was changed. I was a new person after that. Um, and then from that moment, I committed my life, followed Jesus in every step. What I'm saying is, there is no royal back, royalty background for me. There is no, like, I'm a son of a pastor. or There's nothing to boast in me, all right? And I am a bad person. But if we look at this one, who else is bad in the Bible? See, Jacob was a cheater, Peter had a temper, David had an affair, Noah got drunk, Jonah ran from God, Paul, has, uh, Paul was a murderer, Gideon was insecure, Miriam was a gossip, Martha was a warrior, Thomas was a doubter, Sarah was impatient, Elijah was moody, Moses stuttered, Zacchaeus was short, Abraham was old, and Lazarus was dead. All right. So, these people that we look at in the Bible, they are imperfect. You are imperfect. I am imperfect. I'm here with the grace of God, and I'm not supposed to be here, but I say, yes, Lord. And we look at it, 
and it says that there, there, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. When you receive the Lord Jesus, everything changed. Satan can say, hey, but you did this and you did that. Like you're a cheater. You're a bad temper. You had an affair. You, and everything, like the stories goes on and on and on. But hey, when you are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. All right. So what I could say is that I was holding into this verse that Jesus Christ was sitting in the throne. He took this, this, uh, this, the slave form and come down to us. All right. Because he loved us so much. There's no greater love than this, that he gave his life for a friend. And also, the, I hold on to this verse that all things, that we know that in all things God works for the good for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So I, I was so offended when I wasn't a Christian. I raised my face to God because I believe in God even, even all of these things happen. But then when I realized if I wasn't, if those things doesn't happen, I might be um, a Jehovah's Witness pastor. <laughs> but yes, it might be a rocky road for us that we experience these um, situations in our lives, but God paved the way for those whom he called. All things work together for those who love him and those who have been called according to his purpose. Amen. So what about those bricks that we are turning it into? So what I can say is that Grabbing into this verse, all those things that happen to your life, it's not supposed to be bricks. In the Bible, it says that in 2 Corinthians 3, 13, uh, 3, 1 to 3, that our lives should be like a letter that will be um, made available to, for the people to see. And, and in Revelations chapter 20, verse 12, that there are two books that were opened on the Judgment Day, the Book of Life and the Book of Deeds. Um, there are some scholars that say there's three books. But let's talk about the Book of Deeds. It's not about what you did, because it's everything that's written in there. It's just a paid in full. And this one, for all the pain and all the hurt that on our experiences, we can turn them into, into an, arm, not an armor, because we have an armor of God. We can... Turn this into an ammunition against Satan. Because the moment you claim your victory to, 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 um, to God against Satan, it's trying to put you down, it put, sh uh, put shame to Satan. So what I was trying to say is your experiences is really important because there are a lot of people suffering to, to what you previously experienced. We can use that as an uh, as an um, a an ammunition to reach out. If, if we linger on it and we say, I will not open my walls because I am hurt and I am this and this because of my experience. We can't build community. We can't build people. We're just building walls around us and next week will be another, we'll just say our faces again and again. And we'll not... Um, We'll not end up reaching out to others because we're stuck in our comfort zone because of fear and
because of our priorities due to our experiences. All right. So God allowed these things for you to for you to be equipped to reach out to others. Yes, these stories in the Bible, it's not supposed to say, oh, I will not believe in God because David is very famous in there, he's really adulterous, or I will not believe because Paul that was all over the show in the New Testament, he's really a murderer, right? It's not about that. It's about the story of Jesus Christ who loves you so much, who can forgive our sins. And this is it. I am a failure, but Jesus is my victory. So in all of those things that happen to you, you can leap down of your walls and use it to the people that, um, that needs your experience and how you get through and how you comfort them and how Jesus comforted you and how people um, can help. So I'm, I'm feeling in my heart that, that today we need to leap down of these walls bring these walls, turn them into books that people can read and how good God is in our lives. Right? My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will, be, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So let, let's, let's turn all of these bricks Bring it down. God did not make, you see in Ephesians chapter 6, that there is the armor of God. It's not the wall of God. Yeah, we tear down the walls. Make our life shine and let people see us. I know that's like, uh, I will be vulnerable. Yes, Jesus was so vulnerable as well. And he said, like to Peter, 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 do you love me? Then feed my sheep. And you, if Jesus would say, whoever your name is, you say, do you love me? And you say, yes, Lord. And then you're in that way corner there and your comfort zone. And then he asks you again. Right? It doesn't ask you to be pastors, all of us to be pastors, but to, to reach out and bring people to Jesus. All right. So let's all bow down our heads. Hallelujah. I'd like to ask the worship team. Hallelujah. If you are this person today that you're carrying some emotional baggage and you might not be the person that built walls around you, but you chose to build walls into those person because you say, I'm okay, but for that specific person, I will, I will not make another step. You might be the person who says, um, I'm alright, I can just commit to whatever, help the church, but I'm off the limit in, in terms of reaching out to people. And I will tell you, brother, sister, that God cares for the lost. And, says, and, and it should break our heart to what breaks the heart of God. It's not enough that we will just sit down and be be here every week it is good but the heart of the father is to reach out for the lost well I will ask you 
if you are this person who has these bricks into you that you chose to be surrounded with, I will ask you to bring it to the cross. I will ask you to, to cast it and ask for God's help to, to tear it down for the change to happen in your life, in our lives. If we want this community to grow, if you want people to come and know, we need to, to bring all of this in the cross. We will sing that song, that second song. Yep, um, we will sing that song. And as we go, I would like to ask people if, if it's them, if they want to bring all their bricks to God. Yeah. Hallelujah.